Ah, it's eight o'clock, and uh, this is Chaim Bravender, and we're going to learn a little bit of the parasha. I wanted to uh, mention that this sheyur is dedicated in loving memory of Marshall Jaffe, Moshe Mordechai Ben Natan Zal, on his recent passing. Uh, Marshall was a, a brilliant professor of statistics from whom I uh, happy to say that I learned a little bit, not much, it was like a little too difficult for me, but uh, he was really remarkable. Uh, we mourn his passing. Sometimes, you know, you learn something, you learn Rashi, one Rashi, and it changes your vision of everything that you've thought about. And I think that's what we ought to try to do today. One Rashi, and that one Rashi is going to straighten out the story. It'll be a new story, a new story today because of Rashi. So I just want to remind you that the first pasuk in the parasha of Bo, Vayom Hashem El, Vayom Hashem El Moshe, Bo El Paro, Bo El Paro, come to Paro. And we all know that everybody, that people ask the question, why Bo El Paro and why not Lech El Paro? And we know that in Perak Zion, Pasuk Tetvav, here you have in the sheet, Perak Yodal and Perak Tetvav, Yom HaShem Moshe, Kaved Lev Paro. What does that mean, Kaved Lev Paro? Rashi tries to explain it, but it means... If I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the the situation. So it's perfectly reasonable to say, there's some unknown, unknown element that is hardening his heart. It could be God, but it doesn't say that in the Pasuk. Me'en means he is not willing to send them to send them out. He's not willing. That's what God says. That's what God says. And then the next pasuk, pasuk boker. Go to Paro in the morning. He's going out for a swim in the morning. You stand before him at the edge, on the banks of the river. And remember that staff that you threw down and turned into a snake? And then, the, I mean, why? That was not such a successful event. Because the Khartoumim, the magicians of Mitzrayim, were able to do the same thing. Why would God say to Moshe Rabbeinu, take the mate? It's not going to scare Paro. Paro has already might have confronted the mate and defeated it. Rashi says, you see that Rashi? Let me just... Let me get it. Everything. Rashi says, "He may say, 'I'm You see that? 
that beginning of the Rashi there, it says, Linikavav, he goes out to urinate. Shaya ose atzmo Eloah. He made himself into a god. How so? He doesn't have to go. He, he, he only uh, urinated and moved his bowels in, in secret, in private, with nobody else around. He gets up in the morning, very early in the morning, and he goes to do these things in the Nile. That's where he relieves himself. You know, does Rashi have to say that? Does Rashi have to explain to me how important it was for Paro to be considered a god? I mean, is that something that makes a difference? I mean, he may he may consider himself anything. I mean, he's in the hands of God, isn't he? I think. Okay, so this is the background. I mean, I admit that we, we read a Rashi, but that's not the Rashi that I was referring to. The Rashi that I referred to is the Rashi on Perak Yud Pasuk Yud. That's the Rashi that we are going to try to understand. By Yoma, the Pasuk says, by Yoma Alehem, this is at the beginning of the Parsha Bo, the Makkah that we're talking about is Arbe, locust. God will be with you. It's like sarcastic. Sarcastic. <laughs> I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu said to Paro, we're all going. Narenu v'zkeinenu. The young people, the old people, the children, the old, they're all going. So Paro says, what are you kidding? Certainly not going to do that. Not going to do that. I mean, that's Paro thinking on his own. He's not, he's not conveyed. He's not like bearing the weight of the divine direction. He's not bearing that weight. And then the Pasuk says, Ra'u, he heaven, which means, behold, there is something, Ra'a is bad, neged it's against your, your face, something is against your face, Ra'a neged The Rashi says, Why did Pyro say? Why couldn't Pyro just say, I'm not going to send them? But I'll send you and your young ones. So Rashi says, You see the Rashi? On the sheet here, on the sheet, Rashi. Af ki ashalach gam et atzon et abakar kasher amarte. 
Afki, even though I will also send the tzon, the, the smaller animals, and the bakar, the larger animals, kasher amartem. I'm not sure exactly what Paro is uh, is talking about. Rashi says, meaning I'm not going to send. I'm not going to send you. I'm not going to send your, your young ones. I'm not going to send the sheep and the cattle. Like I said, anyway, you said, you said you want them all to go. I say none of them are going to go. Okay, good. I mean, where does Paro get the strength from? Where does he get the the power of persona to go after so many makot and facing more makot to, to have the strength to face off against Moshe Rabbeinu? We'll find out. The next part of Rashi says, Re'u ki ra'ad neged p'nechem. Re'u ki ra'ad neged p'nechem. Behold, ra'ad is facing you. Ra'ad is facing you. It doesn't really make any sense. Rashi says, kitargumo. And you have to remember that Rashi had a very high opinion of targum Unkelis. A very high opinion. And he quotes him often when there is a direct and obvious kind of translation of whatever it says in the Pasuk. The Uglus was the ultimate translator according to Rashi. He translated the Torah into Aramaic and very few, very few Midrashic translations were included. Unlike the other uh, the other translations, one is called Targum Yonatan and the other is called Targum Yerushalmi. I mean, really, it may be there only one Targum and it shouldn't be called Targum Yonatan, that's a Targum other. But, but you know, if you have a Mikraot Gedolot in your mind and you open it up and you look at it, you'll see in the top, of, like next to the, uh, the Chumash is Unkelos. And on the facing page, you'll have the other Targumim. The Targumim in Taramek, but of course, Rashi is fixed on Targum Uglus. Here, Rashi says, Kitargumo. And then he says, the next words are, Of Medrash Agadash, Amanu Shamati. There's a, a Medrash, a Medrash, a kind of expository idea. Which I heard from someplace. I'm not telling you where I heard it from, but I heard it. So Rashi kind of it leaves out the exact words of Ugulus. Because he tells what Ugulus said. Okay, I understand. I have to go back to Ugulus myself because I'm a good student and I want to be I want to be with it with Rashi. But Rashi, in fact, did not tell me what Ugulus said. So let's look. Right, here's Ugulus under the Pasuk. So we can kind of look at it, look at both together. See the Hebrew says, He said to them, Yehi Ke'an 
The word of God, Oculus doesn't like anthropomorphisms, generally speaking. It's like an argument about that, the Ramban, the Rambam, you know, it's like something to learn about. The word of God and will help you out with you, right? Hashem not God, but the word of God. will be supportive of you. When I send you and your children and your children, right? Then chazu, chazu means see, re'u, kira'a belgedeket v'neichem lehibru, chazu, ari bisho atom tzvirin lemerbad, you think you're going to do a bad thing, ra'a, so the word ra'a somehow relates to b'nei Yisrael, atom tzvirin lemerach le kevil apeichem le'estachorach, and you will do that, He'll do that. It's not it's not perfectly perfectly clear. It will turn around it will turn around against you. So that the word ra'ah, according to Ugulus, the word ra'ah, according to Ugulus, means uh, the bad thing that you are about to do. You have to understand that this is a very rare occurrence for Ugulus. It was Ungulus is telling us that if you translated, if you translated the word literally, you just wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. So you have to do something to make this phrase make sense. So what he's saying is that the the, the evil that you're going to do, Ungulus says, the evil that you're going to do turns back against you and you're going to suffer from it. So now, if you want to know what Uncle has actually said, we can look in the in the Rashi. Let's look at the Rashi. Kitagumo, you see the Rashi? Rashi says Kitagumo, and Rashi means, you want to know what the Pasuk means? Look in the Uncle But I am going to help you out. Vedrashagadashamati. Vedrashagadashamati, an agadic piece of material. Now, you should know, agadita, with Rashi says agadita, it's not truth that is the issue. The agada could be just as true as the pshat. Truth is a dependent truth, and the truth and interpre- interpretation just depends on who you depend. So Rashi depends on Ungulus, and further Rashi depends on Medrash Agadashamati. Now listen to what he what the Medrash Agadah said. There is a a, a a a star. 
in the heavens, whose name is Ra'ah. Ra'ah. Amalahem Paro. So Paro is speaking to Moshe and Aaron. Amalahem Paro. Ro'e anibitz tagninu tzadisa. Rashi says that Paro was able to divine the future. He was able to know what other people didn't know. He had itztagninut of magicians. Sheli, I see with my with my magicians. Otoko chav olelikratchem. That this star that's called the star that's called Ra'ah. Bad, evil is going up Likratchem to attack you, Bamidbar. Vehu Siman Dam Vaharega. And it is represented by blood and murder. Ukishatu Yisrael Baegel. So what does this mean? What does this story mean about Ra'ah and, and blood and murder? So Rashi says, starting here. When B'nai Yisrael built the golden calf, God decided to do them in, to kill them. Amar Moshe B'tfilato, and Moshe Rabbeinu Davint, right, in Parashat Kitisa, Perak Lamed Bet, Pasuk Yud Bet, and he said, Lama Yomru Mitzrayim, you know, if you kill the Jewish people, you know what the Egyptians are going to say. He took them out of, he, God, took them out of Mitzrayim in order that Ra'ah should get them. And that's what he said to them. He, Paro, said to them, So Rashi says, what does that mean? Paro said to Moshe Rabbeinu, I don't want to let you go. He said to Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't want to go. You say you want to take everybody with you. The old people, the young people, the animals, the children. No, no, you don't want to. Did you know what's going to happen to you? The people are going to be at Har Sinai receiving the Torah and they're going to build the golden calf. They're going to do idolatrous worship. And because of that, they're going to be destroyed. I mean, I can't even imagine this conversation or Rashi bringing us into this conversation. He says, it's not that the, that uh, Paro's heart was hardened. It was his heart wasn't hardened. He had a reason that he thought he would be able to get away with it. Moshe Rabbeinu came and said, plagues. And Paro said, but it's not worth it. You're in a better position here in Mitzrayim. That's what Rashi says. I mean, he says it in the manner of a story or a medrash, but that's what he says. Zohi that's what Paro said. He didn't say, I don't want to let you out. 
He said, you don't want me to let you out. You, Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't want me to let the people out because they're on their way. They're on their way to total destruction. Ara was right. They were on the way to total destruction. They were on the way to canceling Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim. Because the people, and there are many indications of this, the people were not ready. They weren't aware. They weren't going to become the people. It was, it's too early. And we spoke several times about the fact that it was only 210 years and not 400 years. And as a result, the people of Israel were not ready for Yitzhak Mitzrayim, for Matan Torah. It was an unbelievable burden to rise up on the scale of spirituality to act in a way that no other nation in the world ever acted. And so, and so, Miyad, Miyad, immediately, the Paro said that, right? The, the parish of Kitisa, it says, God decided not to let Ra'a kill the people. And there was dam. I mean, what about the dam? The dam milah that became the blood of the circumcised children. Shemal Yoshua Otam. Like certain things had to be. So that had to be. So it turns out, it turns out that the, that the mercy that God expressed towards B'nai Yisrael by allowing them to continue their sojourn in history on the assumption that somehow it would be worth it. That was due to Paro in the story that Rashi tells. It was Paro who gave us life because Paro said, you're going to die, Miyad, Rashi says. God found a way to console himself to change the ra'ah, to change the punishment, and the blood became the blood of circumcision, and that's the posuk in Yoshua. Today. What do you mean today? Talking about Yoshua. Why today? Because it was the Dam Milo that saved them from the Dam which they owed Ra'ah. Right, the people would say Dam There's some kind of blood that has to be given, given up to the, the Midbar. So I think that the, the presentation in the Torah is correct. I think the presentation of the Torah is correct. That is to say, what's correct? There are times that Moshe Rabbeinu Lechel Paro, he went to Paro, and he wanted to indicate to Paro that his strength, the strength that Paro had, was not nearly 
Yisrael that Moshe Rabbeinu represented, that's Lech El Paro. But Bo El Paro, our parasha, is a parasha when Paro was almost able to deny Yitziat Yisrael, almost. At least that's the way Rashi wants us to see it. Almost able. And so once we learn the Rashi, then we understand what Uncleus is talking about. So that the point is that that when Rashi said Kitagumo, right, just go look at the Targum, and then he says Midrash Agadashamati. In this case, the Midrash Agadashamati is the explanation for Uncleus. And Uncleus, you know, is a Tana, a Talmud of Rabbi Akiva, and therefore he carries great weight. And so amongst the conversations that took place about Yitziat Mitzrayim, one of the questions was, well, why did it take so long? Why did HaKadosh Baruch insist on Makkah after Makkah? And every Makkah implied a kind of salvation for the Jewish people. The Egyptians were punished. The Jews were kind of just frightened, standing back because there was a lot of unclarity that had to be clarified, not only from the side of the Egyptians. Okay, the Egyptians, they had to come to grips with the fact that they were losing their power, not their power in Mitzrayim, but their power in the world, which was bequeathed to them from, by, by Yosef. Yosef set Mitzrayim up as a center for feeding the entire world. I mean, you can't imagine that if you're in charge of feeding the entire world, that there are weaknesses that are implied. No, no. They had that strength. And B'nai Yisrael were always worried that they weren't good enough, that they weren't going to be able to achieve what HaKadosh Baruch wanted them to achieve. Paro apparently caught on to that. Caught on to that, and he was hoping always that the Jews, that the Jewish people would not be able to live up to the standard, not be able to live up to the standard. Okay, that's the Rashi for today. Have a good Shabbos, all the best.